Welcome back to the Frankie Lee podcast. It's not every week you get to have a stunt woman on your podcast. And this week, I'm very excited to have Ilana Collins. Ilana Collins is not only a stunt woman, but she's an actress too. And we dive straight into talking about how she built her first bikini brand that ended up leading on to her becoming a stunt woman. This is a jam-packed episode, and I hope you love it as much as I loved recording it. Peace out. Enjoy. One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission, to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Alana Collins, welcome to the show. So, you started off by leaving school and setting up a bikini brand. Talk to me about that. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I love designing. I'm quite a creative person. So I actually went to a Steiner school when I was younger, um, which is a creative arts school. And I think I just kind of naturally fell into um, designing with the bikini label. And did it take you long to like get get obviously first get your first sale and obviously get all that stuff into process and yeah talk to me about that yeah it was actually quite a big process because I wanted to have um, bikinis that were Australian made um, to support the Australian economy and all of that so I had to have the patterns made up I would I found I saw stay local um, seamstress who specialized in uh, making lacquer bikinis because that's not um, it, you have to have a special machine for lacquer maki- uh, bikinis. Yeah, yeah. Um, more so than just like sewing any other thing. Because you was doing when you started, obviously this brand and that you're doing like the more Brazilian type of cuts, weren't you? Yeah. So is, they is, were. Is, is that how they call? Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to learn the this fashion. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, let's just say, right, lads, they look nice. They look nice. They they, <laughs> they, they, they sat well. They sat well. They're, 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 they're very much like the Instagrammable type bikini, weren't they? Very flattering with like the ruched bottom, which kind of makes your butt look bigger or better. Because obviously, I'll, I'll, we go, we're going to go back and forth into into your past and and, and all this. I'm going to ping pong through this podcast because you've done loads of stuff. So obviously we're going to talk about you building this bikini brand. We're going to talk about your modeling career. We're going to talk about obviously growing an Instagram following. We're going to talk about all this other kind of stuff throughout this and obviously acting and stunt woman stuff. It's all, it's going to be jam packed. But the reason why I started on the bikini stuff is because I think a lot of women out there want to obviously get something going for themselves online can you can you put into context like where where they can go and 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 obviously start to get these things in place to obviously build even a brand and get a brand to market? Yeah, I definitely can give some advice in that area. So having um, done the bikini label, I learned a lot, which was incredible. I learned a lot of like marketing skills. I pretty much did everything myself. I made my own website, um, all of the advertising, getting models to shoot in bikinis, all of that. Um, so. If I was to do it again, um, so I'll say where I went wrong with my bikini label is um, because they're all Australian made, um, the price point was a bit higher and I was trying to market online because I thought, you know, that's how, that's the direction I wanted to go with my label. Yeah, that's how you get sales, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but um, ideally with my price point, it was better in retail. So I had a few retail outlets towards the end. Um, and they did really well. Was this more um, like boutique stores or were you trying to get into the mainstream? Just boutique stores. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, they went really well in retail, so I could have gone harder with that. Um, but with a price point, honestly, Australian-made um, products, anything, is a lot more expensive. So you have to keep that in mind, and it is it can be quite hard because the retail outlet wants to make their money too. Yeah, yeah, um, I understand. Yeah, they got to cover their rent and all of that. And so, yeah, if I was to start a brand again, I would probably do something more like handbags, something that isn't so body fitting, uh, something that they they could just buy online and it wouldn't matter, like it wouldn't be a size issue. Yeah, so they can yeah. match it with their outfit, but then but then not have to, because obviously there's a lot of sizing requirements in bikinis. That's right. Sometimes the top might fit, but the bottoms don't. Exactly. So, so. you have to sell them separates and it's also harder. Like girls really want to try on those sort of things because they want to be like, oh yeah, this actually looks and feels right. Like especially something so personal like a bikini. It's a great it's a great thing that you've mentioned that though because so many people and especially women starting online would want to sell like bikinis but then they've not even considered the fact that of the re- amount of returns that they're going to get on the product. Exactly. Yeah, like it's a hot sexy thing and it's fun and and um I I think a lot of people go for the bikinis but yeah, business-wise I think there's better better products that you can do. Um was yeah. it did it take you a a, a real real long time to get the branding right and to get all like your, your your trademarks in place and get all your like your patterns together and I'll give give me a broad strokes overview of how that looked um I'm pretty uh when I set my mind to something I get things done quickly um but it probably took um perhaps oh, it's going back a long way but perhaps three to six months to get everything going um and then yeah, to get all of the branding, it probably took me about a year and a lot uh, to get a lot of influencers like inquiring and wanting to uh, promote my label. So it was going really well in that sense. Um, but in hindsight, I do wish that I had done like bags or something that was just a bit yeah, easier yeah, to buy just online. Use something a bit to buy online. Yeah. But obviously that was something that obviously gave you um, a bit of an insight into obviously the Instagram industry and obviously the influencer type marketing and obviously you pivoted from that into into your modeling stuff. Yeah, that's right. So um, a lot of people uh, bag out Instagram and they're like, oh, Instagram is that sort of thing. But I actually think it's an amazing business platform for people. Like businesses small businesses have never been able to thrive like they can today because Instagram is um, somewhat a free platform to promote your business and and that sort of thing which is amazing yes yeah, it's an amazing platform for small businesses especially when they're using um, girl, ladies like yourself or, or other men to represent their products that that you know to get to their right audience yeah. when was the first time you thought to yourself okay I can actually make a, a good living out of Instagram um it happened quite naturally so from the bikini label um business it it built me quite a platform myself um personally uh so yeah I just started promoting other products as well and it kind of just snowballed a bit like that for me yeah yeah yeah, perfect the so when you what was like the biggest kind of biggest brand that you got that came through to you obviously that obviously then you thought wow I've got to really take this seriously now because I've got something here um I've promoted a lot of big brands um but nothing nothing super crazy like I've always done Instagram as like a fun thing and along the way I've got paid advertisements and that sort of thing but I've never never gone full hardball with Instagram um 
the the hardest I went was when I had the bikini label and was trying to push something myself but I like to promote um natural products and product sustainable products that I think are are great and that people should know about because obviously you're 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 really passionate about like the vegan products and and all that kind of stuff and can you give us a bit more of a background into like how you first obviously I know I know there's a lot of people out there that, that bag out the vegan stuff and obviously promote it for the wrong reasons because they just want to be cool and all that stuff but I know that you've got uh, a really good story behind why you started to get into them into those products and why you moved into being a vegan yeah for sure um so there are a lot of people that bag out vegans um it is kind of like the I'm not bagging you out I'm not bagging you out we'll box later yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I got um originally I was back in the day when I had the bikini label my personal trainer at the time put me onto a paleo diet um for training and I was getting sick all the time um I was working in a pharmacy at that point and yeah I was getting sick at least a couple times a month and my mum's like oh what you're eating is kind of gross like it's too much protein for your body to handle and she's like I really think that you should try the raw vegan diet you'll um, you'll lose weight, you'll look amazing, you'll feel great, like have heaps of energy. And I was like, okay, mom, like I'll try it after this, after yeah, I finish right, this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried it and I did two weeks raw vegan and I felt amazing. I had so much energy. Like I was doing boxing, I was beating the guys in the runs around the block. I had cardio for days and I felt amazing. Like I lost weight, my skin was great. It was just it was just really good and I was like, okay, like this is how I want to live. Um, obviously the raw vegan diet is probably the hardest diet this you is can possibly I, do. This is what I want to talk to you about. What can you can you obviously it sounds like it's self explanatory. Yeah. But I want I want you to really put into context exactly what a raw vegan diet is because to me, I'm like I'm sat here and I, I don't have a like I I kinda <laughs> to me it just sounds like water and fruit, but like is that is that what it is or Okay, so yeah, raw vegan diet is definitely the healthiest diet I think you can do. Um, it's basically what you're supposed to eat. It's fruit and salad. It's nothing cooked. So I'll just say like, I guess for breakfast, you'd have a smoothie. For morning tea, you'd have like carrots and maybe a bit of hummus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, For lunch, you'd have a salad. For dinner, you would have a different kind of salad um so it's very it's very hard to maintain it's nothing cooked um but if you have any health problems like i highly recommend that just to get back to being super healthy and how did you make sure that you got the right amount of protein for your body as well for the, for, the, for obviously your body weight and stuff like that yeah well i always tracked it on my fitness pal um which was great because it would show like how much vitamin c you're getting from eating carrots and how much protein you're having from like um uh nuts and that sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i only did the raw vegan diet for about a month and i felt great on it and then i went back to just a normal vegan diet which is um cooked food so it's do you yeah, ever think, no dairy so no do, you, 
so when you say you've gone back to a, like a normal vegan diet, what's is that? Is that where you can eat things like 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 before like this? <laughs> yeah. So before this podcast, yeah, I went into the shop because uh, I knew Alana was coming, obviously, and uh, I knew I thought, fuck, what do you what, what do you get a vegan? Like, what do you, uh, yeah. The only thing I know ve- ve- that's vegan in Woolworths is water. So, <laughs> so I get I get two bottles of sparkling water. I'm texting you. I'm going, what do you get? And you're like, oh, you need bliss ball. You need this anyway. I got all these got all these snacks, but they do quite a lot of vegan snacks these days. I didn't realize they've got like a whole section for vegans in it oh yeah so. there's so many options these days it's really hard not to be uh vegan with so, all of the options that are out so there. when you say normal normal in the vegan sense you just mean someone that can eat those kind of vegan snacks that are pre-made not just not just your um salads not just your meals that you're preparing yeah so by vegan i mean like you can eat cooked food Ah, so right. with okay, the raw okay. vegan, it's very much like fruit, salad, nothing cooked, carrots, right, okay. yeah, that sort of thing. But with um, ve- normal vegan, you can just eat anything. And these days, there's so many alternatives out there. Like there's there's vegan burgers, there's vegan pizza, like there's heaps of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, like if um, if I'm trying to drop weight to double an actress or something like that, I'll definitely go back to the raw vegan diet and have like rice paper rolls um acai bowls smoothies juices like i'll i'll eat quite clean like that yeah 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 Yeah. i think that's a perfect segue into into obviously your your acting stuff so obviously i think acting came before you're a stunt woman is that correct um no No, everyone's surprised it's the other way around stunts first okay then so what 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 made you get into doing the stunts and and thinking to yourself okay i want to be a stunt woman like because it's not it's not like most women don't want to don't want to do that kind of thing. They like, they want to be a hair like hairstylist, or they want to be a makeup artist, or they want to do injectables. Or but That's you, true. you went you pivoted straight into like fighting people and getting set on fire. It's like some <laughs> it's some wild stuff. So give me a bit of a it's a lot of fun. Um, so I actually started that through through the, the bikini label. I got into that so randomly. How um, <laughs> how do you, you start off doing bikini label to get into stump being a stump woman? Okay, so the last collection that I had um, for Levita Swimwear was a Tomb Raider collection. Um, so yeah, I, I organised a um, a little short film to advertise it. So it was going to be uh, fight scenes. Um, there was going to be some zip lines in there and quite athletic stuff. So I was going to um, model it myself. And um, the videographer was like, oh, so how are you going to test the zipline? I'm like, I don't know, dad will rig it up and we'll just jump on and see if it works. And he's like, oh, I don't even know stunt people that wouldn't like test something out properly like that first. And I was like, oh, well, see if it works. And um, yeah, when he mentioned stunt, stunt people, I was like, wow, what a cool job. It just never occurred to me before um, that actors don't do their own stunts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I thought about it. I'm like, wow, what a cool career, like getting paid to do like awesome, crazy, fun, athletic stuff. And, um, growing up, I was quite athletic. I did a lot of rock climbing, gymnastics, cheerleading, dance, um, martial arts. You just did everything on the curriculum. (laughs) They said to you, what do you want to do? You just like, I'll do it all. I'll do it all. You just, 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 just give me everything. Yeah. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> so uh, two weeks later, at that stage, I was working in um, a hospital doing admin. Two weeks later, I quit my job and went to America to do a stunt course. And I was going to move there. Um, so I spent two weeks training um, 
full time on this stunt course. And then um, I went to Vegas and um, as the after party and I was 25. Um, I turned 25 as soon as we got into Vegas, which is awesome. Does that mean you um, can drink then? And uh, I think Vegas uh, has got a You high can drink at 21, oh, 21 um, yeah. but it just ha- so happened that I was in Vegas for my 25th birthday, which was what epic. Party. Like, what a party. Yeah, great timing. Um, and I actually stayed in Vegas for about a week and a half, which is way too long. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, is it like the situation where I went to Ibiza for 11 days? Yes. And everyone was like, after day three, everyone's like, I don't know how you survive after day three. It, it, the reason I survive is because I don't drink, but everyone else was oh. absolutely annihilated. Yeah. Like, it's just not, it's just not the place you go for longer than three days. No, day parties, night parties, it's so bad. But the reason I stayed there so long is because there was a stunt convention happening um, in Vegas. It, randomly, it was a golf stunt convention. A and golf I, stunt? I know. I'm like, what stunt is golf? Like... So is that where you like hitting people with golf clubs accidentally, but on purpose? Is that, is that what it <laughs> no, is? No, not that, not even that fun. It was an actual golf event. And I was like, okay, sure. I'm terrible at golf, but I'm going to go. So I offered to help out for free um, with the events coordinator. And then I met a whole heap of stunt performers um, that were, yeah, killing it over there and made a lot of friends and traveled back to LA with a couple of them. And stayed in LA with a girl, um, Juliana Potter is her name, if you want to follow her. She's like a really petite um, stunty in LA and she doubles like heaps of kids and that. Do do most, am I right in thinking that most stunt women start off sometimes in gymnastics? Is that how they start? Like Everyone's I, I, unique and different. Everyone has a different skill set. So I've met stunt women that are like, you know, pro surfers or um, that have a gymnastics background or... I suppose I suppose it doesn't matter, arts. does it? Because, it's, like, yeah. say you want a stunt woman that does surfing, she'd obviously have to be able to surf, wouldn't she? So, so a pro surfer would be ideal for that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I suppose you can't even, you can't even pigeonhole it into anything, can you? Because, like, there's so many different stunts that get need to be done. That's right. So in America, they specialise a lot. So um, if you're a fighter, you'll only do fighting. If you're um, a surfer, you'll only do surfing. So there's, um, it's very specialised in the States, like precision driving, motorbikes, all of that. But in Australia, you kind of have to do a bit of everything, yeah. which is great for me because I'm a Gemini. I get bored easily. Like I will go from one thing to another. And yeah, yeah so I'm, I feel I'm you a good all rounder. I feel you. When's your birthday? Uh, 22nd of May. 22nd of May. I'm the 19th of June. Oh, are you? But I think my star sign's just changed. Oh, because, yeah. Because you right. know how they've just. You know how out of nowhere they've just pulled out this new star sign. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. I don't, I don't understand how they've done that. I don't understand why they've done that. But apparently, apparently, it's mo- I've moved on to. I think I moved into cancer or something like that. I don't know. I don't understand it to be honest with you. But they, I know they've pulled out another star sign. But anyway, so you, what, what kind of uh, through through doing these little stunts and that, what did you decide that you were going to niche into? Um. So I like my favorite is fight fight scenes so uh, I have mostly a martial art background which is good and I just think they're a lot of fun like yeah yeah I, I, I'm feeling you but you do, to, to you know fight scenes like you get ugly real quick in a fight if you're doing fight scenes all the time like that but I, you don't look like the type of woman that would be a fighter do you know what I mean like for a fight scene is it hard to be yeah. the, be the model looking woman but then do fight scenes that, yeah, that would uh, be hard to get the jobs because a lot of these girls that do the stunt fight scenes, they're not. 
They look rougher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, no offense, but like, it's yeah. just not, it's just not. No, what, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I'd never really get cast as say like a prison fight scene or anything like that. Um, so what I get mostly is doubling actresses. That's, that's the main thing. Ah, um, uh, you mean like Kill Bill type actresses, like those kind of. Yeah. I mean, I do a bit of, yeah, a bit of everything. So um, what I've done mostly is actually drowning scenes for drowning. For <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. I have um, I have a minute uh, forty breath hold, and um, I'm working to get two minutes for that. Um, but yeah, uh, see, this fascinates I've done a me. Few, yeah, it's quite a you, random stunt. Yeah, how you've you've niched into like drowning scenes? <laughs> it's not my niche. Like I do everything, um, but I have been hired twice for drowning scenes. Yeah. So like what? So in a dr- <laughs> I'd excuse my naive naivety to drowning scenes. I've not been in many myself. But like, <laughs> do you just what what type of films do they do? They, like, is it just like a like a Jaws type film or what kind? It's usually kind of like um, it could be either a suicide scene or it could be like um, they're having a dream that's that they're intense. drowning, that's something intense. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite good. Is, I like. Is, is it like where another actor's like forcing you under the water as well? It could uh, be that, yeah. And yeah. Do, do, when you when so when when that's happening as a stunt woman, do you have to? Is do they have to like wear a watch to say okay she can't be under the water any more than one minute forty because obviously like she can't. <laughs> so <laughs> often when they do stuff like that, they'll have um, a rescue dive person there, a safety diver there to um, be able to give you oxygen. Um, so. They'll go for as long as possible, the actress or some performer, and then the safety dive person will come and put the regs in their mouth and give them a bit of oxygen so that they can go longer and get the take. So often they'll do that, yeah. Wow. I bet it's quite nerve-wracking, though, for you being in this scene because you don't know which takes... You know, when you're under the water and you're just holding, you're you're fully concentrated on holding your breath, aren't you? And and obviously doing a bit of acting and flailing around that a normal person drowning would do. Yeah. But you've also got to, you've also got to be aware that, you know, you've only got so much time under there, and you it's, it's a lot yeah. to think about. It's yeah, there is about. for sure, and um, yeah, you can't see anything. Um, and often it's cold, so I've done a lot of um, waterwork stunts, and it seems to always be in winter yeah. <laughs> that they like to shoot this stuff. So are yeah, they, I've done are a they lot of cold. Sh- do they shoot that mainly in a controlled environment, like a pool, or do they t- do they do it in lakes as well? Um, sometimes, uh, if it's for an actress, they'll try and get like a heated pool for them, um, but often it's a cold pool yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the ocean, or yeah. Yeah. So what was what what was the biggest stunt that you ever took part in? Um, I did a really fun uh, fight scene for a film called um, Two Heads Creek. They changed the name to Two Heads Creek, so that was a horror film, right. and that was pretty cool because there was like fight scenes happening like left, right, and center, um, and someone getting um, an axe thrown at their eye, and the eye comes out like. Quite gory Savage. and yeah, that was fun. Um, but the biggest film that I'll be a part of is coming up. That's filming next Monday, Tuesday. Um, so that's probably the biggest one that I'll be involved with. And we can't obviously cool. mention the name of that, can we? So no, but yeah, but that's sorry, that's guys. being filmed at. Where's that being filmed at? It's being filmed at Movie World. Yeah, nice. yeah, at the and studios. Do you, do you? 
has there been a big problem in you getting um, roles within your industry now that with COVID going around and obviously the borders being shut? Is that is that limited opportunities for you? Uh, yeah, so the film industry shut down for a fair while, which was hard for a lot of people. A lot of um, Australian actors came back from LA because it was just so crazy over there. And yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, yeah, everything obviously shut down. But since COVID, I mean, the industry's crazy now and especially in Queensland because we're one of the only places to open up for films yeah yeah. Um, so it's brought a lot of films here um, like the Chris Hemsworth film uh, Spiderhead that's come here and that's a series um, a whole heap of other Netflix and Stan ones was that not even meant to be here then originally I think it was going to be LA, but with COVID, yeah, um, so so it's kind of forced them to come here. But yeah. also Chris Hemsworth is like, I don't want to go anywhere for films anymore. So yeah. that has also been a push. Like his, yeah, and he, his and he's got every, now and he can do that. He, yeah, when you get to that level, I think um, I'm going to have to get him on the podcast tonight. I'm going to have to do it. Definitely. But um, he, when you get to that Invite level. Invite me too. Yeah, all right, go easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what if he doesn't like vegan snacks though? Oh, he will. He's. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chris <laughs> Hemsworth is vegan. I know Liam Hemsworth definitely is, but I think they live quite a. All right, a I'll, vegan in, I'll invite you. I'll invite <laughs> you. If I get him on, I'll invite okay. you. But, but yeah, yeah, when you get to that level, you don't. It doesn't matter, does it? You just say what you like. You just name your price and stuff. Yeah, that's but right. Yeah. Would do you? Obviously, you've 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 now since you found the stunt woman stuff, and you've been going through all that kind of all that kind of uh, stuff and getting all that together. You've obviously found that you also love acting. Yeah, so I found a passion um, for acting. Um, About a year and a half ago to two years ago, I threw myself into acting training. Um, I had a small injury from stunts and... Then I was like, oh, could I really do this every day? Like, what, 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 how did you injure yourself? Oh, to be honest, it wasn't, it's nothing serious at all. It was just like my hip flexors got so tight that um, I wasn't able to even properly walk or train at one point. And I just didn't know what it was. It took me um, a lot of Cairo. Um, I was seeing a Cairo for about a year and he wasn't helping. And then I changed Cairo's and he fixed me in two sessions. Like wow. it's literally, it's like a muscular thing. It's like no big deal, but I just didn't know what it was. But then it just got me thinking, could I do stunts every single day as a full-time job um, Cause it, you, on you, the body forever type thing? So I I love, I still do it. I love it. Like, But, um, you, but, but, you, but you need something I'm that's going to give you a bit of longevity. Yeah. So now like the dream is acting in stunts. If I can act and do my own stunts, like that's awesome. Would That's you cool. would you ever when I was when I was a kid in England those neighbours was massive there yeah neighbours yeah. like, I, I could see you being like a what's, what's that wasn't you remember Holly Valance oh, I Holly, never really watched nah, it my uh, mom actually wouldn't let me watch those shows yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not surprised but I just got captivated by this chick called Holly Valance like she was this blonde chick blonde bombshell she's like I was at the age where I was like you know I'd never met an Australian girl before so I'd like you know I was, I was, this is just watching Neighbours and that and um yeah she you you remind me of that type of you could do that type of acting in you know in in, in Australia it's not a bad gig you know you get paid yeah well that's for right neighbors. yeah that would be awesome to be on um something like Neighbours and um yeah Margot Robbie is quite an inspiration for me because she started off with um I think it was Neighbours and now she's killing it and she's she's yeah, from the Gold Coast think, isn't she yeah she is yeah she I think what a cool way to like hone your craft doing it every day on something like Neighbours like that's 
Yeah, neighbor, yeah Neighbours Home and Away is... Think yeah, how many actors awesome. and actresses have come off Neighbours and Home Away that have gone global. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunities there to obviously hone your skills. Would, is uh, With your acting stuff, are you looking for more film roles or are you looking for more, uh, you know, are you looking for more, like, series roles? Um, Either for me, like, personally, I love The Witcher. Um, That would be awesome to have, like, a stunt or acting role on that. Um, but yeah, series would be great because that's ongoing work. So that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll take anything. But at the moment I'm working on, um, through COVID, my business partner and I uh, sat down and we wrote an entire feature film. So a hundred page script. And is, is that, is that how long, a hundred pages doesn't sound long for a feature film. Yeah, that's the standard. It's actually probably too long. 90 pages is, is the best. Um, so what, what happened? So so you wrote this feature film and, and each page, does, does that represent just one scene or does how does that work? Yeah, so each page is a minute right. of screen time. So right, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. You don't want to have like a two-hour film because that's just too much for people. Right, um, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so talk to me about that. How did you, how did you get into like obviously – now now you're talking about writing scripts but there must be a massive learning curve from going and being like your acting and your stunt woman to actually being able to write a script yeah well we actually didn't do any sort of training for the script writing um we had this great idea one night we brainstormed it together and then we put it down we thought oh we'll make a short film of this and then we're like no you know what there's too much here to just make it a short film like this needs to be a feature and then we went and wrote the full 100-page feature. We sent it to a big uh, writer-producer and his feedback was great. He said that he loved it and considering we're first-time writers, never had any background in writing or training, um, that was really great to hear. Was that someone and, that was based in like LA, Hollywood, that, that area? Um, no, he's based in Brisbane, um, but he's done stuff with like Stan and that sort of thing. Yeah, So nice. he's a producer for Stan. Um, and... Yeah, so he gave us a bit of other feedback. He's like, I think it'd be really good if you change this and this. And we're like, okay, sure. So um, we had to rewrite the start and the middle of our script and we thought we could like input the end, <laughs> but that didn't work. So we ended up having to rewrite the whole um, whole script. So we wrote, rewrote 100 pages all over again, um, but it made it so much better. Like all of the advice he gave us was so valuable and now it's just it's so good and we're so excited for it um we've sent we've emailed it to him again to get his feedback and we're just waiting for that now so hopefully like ideally hopefully he likes it and picks it up um himself otherwise um we'll have to go through other avenues to get it picked up but yeah do you see yourself when you when you look at your career and where it's going which direction do you see you're going to be most likely taken is it something where you say okay I'm going to go acting full-time or is it something you're really passionate about the script writing or do you think to yourself okay well actually that I've got to be I really want to be this stunt this this top stunt woman um well it's kind of the dream like we've literally written our dream roles so my friend uh, Chris Bridgewater and I were business partners and we've written our dream roles. And I think, you know, if we can kind of do that ongoing, I would love to. If I can literally write um, what I would love to act and write in the stunts that I want to do, like that's the dream. 
So yeah. you want you want to write it and act it every time. So you just present it to present it to a company, get it signed off by someone like a Netflix, and then and then go and then go into being in it yourself. Rather like what was it Sylvester Stallone did um, with the Rocky films? Obviously, he was never meant to be Rocky, but yeah. obviously he wrote he wrote the script and they and they offered him like I think a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars, but he said no, I won't take any money for it. But I just want to act in act in, you know act in act out my role. Yeah, that's right. So something like that. Um, it's it would be the dream to be able to do you know my own stunts, my own acting, and like in a film that I'm so passionate about because I wrote it. Um, obviously, uh, if a acting big acting role um, or an action acting role came to me from that, like I would take it. That would be awesome. But it could also mean that like we produce this and then go back to the drawing board, re- like write our next film and then go for gold but we want um the film that we're writing at the moment we want that to be a three-part um film so we'll have the first one the second one and the third one uh yes yeah, so, so rather like a, rather like the way that harry potter's teed up through all the books like similar similar type of thing yeah basically have you ever thought about writing a book first and then proving the concept with a book and then obviously taking the book and turn it into a into a series that way uh, I know that I know that's how a lot of them start sometimes. Yeah, that would be kind of going backwards to go forwards right, type okay, thing. Okay. Um maybe I'll write a book in the future just for a book. Um but yeah, um just writing at the moment. And so we're really excited because we just decided the other day that um we're gonna do a big script read with um some of the cast and uh producers and get all of their feedback and then once we have that we're um, going to push forwards and make a trailer um, so next year to try and sell it. How do you go about getting the right people on board to produce a trailer and the money that's involved? Because there's obviously a lot of money, a lot of equipment, a lot of stuff that's involved in getting everything together to be able to pull this together. It's not just a case of you turn up with a, with a half-decent script and someone says, yeah, no worries, we'll, we'll film this. It's like there's a lot of money involved in that. I mean, what kind of yeah. what kind of money does it take to start this thing and how do you get the people on, on board to, to, to get you know to get them on the journey yeah definitely um so we've been lucky we're lucky enough to have a lot of contacts we've built up a lot of contacts through our time in the film industry and just the other day we got confirmation that a really good um filmmaker two really good filmmakers are happy to jump on board our project just to um further their their resume as well um so that cuts down a massive cost for us and um, there still will be costs involved. We're yet to do the budget for our trailer, but uh, that just makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Having them involved um, with 100%, our project. 100% yeah. it does, because like, if you've got people giving their time <laughs> and, and all that stuff to, to what you're doing and giving their skills as well, you, you can kind of get something off the ground. I, I know you had uh, um, a, a one film clip, didn't you, that, that went quite well and you put it into a competition yeah so we uh recently produced a it was just a three minute short um it had to be three minutes to enter into uh the road uh film competition so 
at the moment we're currently filming on um doing this podcast on road oh, mics oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed so these are the road uh, you entered yeah. onto road oh, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the big the shout out road if you, yeah. want to, if you want to sponsor the podcast <laughs> hit me up if you oh, want yeah. to sponsor so the film hit Alana yeah 100% so, so yeah, yeah. You do, you're doing their competition so yeah we did their competition so basically it was a, a three minute short film which was just a cage fight between myself and another girl there was a short storyline, um, but that was the main thing. So an uh, MMA cage fight between two chicks. Who wouldn't want to watch that, right? Yeah. <laughs> tell me more about this cage fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> it got vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kicked my ass in the start and then I made a little bit of a comeback. And, and then who won? won? Who I, won? Wo- I won the fight and I won the money to pay for my sick dad to have treatment. Wow. That's the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and all that in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, so that's, it was that's, tough. A, that's a lot to communicate in three minutes. It you know really is. Like, I actually I wrote the script for that one, and originally I think it was about uh, five to ten pages, and then the videographer was like, "No, no, no, it needs to be one to three pages." <laughs> how do you, how do you go about compressing like so much work that you've put in into three pages? Obviously, you have to rewrite it and compress it. Yeah, it, it's it's harder though for, for to take things out than it is to put things in. I yeah, believe. that's right. Um, so basically, took it back to just a fight scene with a tiny bit of dialogue, like the smallest storyline. So it's you can't yeah trying to have a fight in there as well as get a storyline through was really hard. Um, but yeah, we did it, and you can watch it if you like. It's. Um, so on it's, it's the on YouTube, your, uh, Foth TV YouTube channel. We'll, we'll put the, we'll put the link in the show notes for you, so so that's in the show notes. Do you, do you, being a woman in this industry, I was speaking to obviously um, Ellie about this, and she was saying that there's a it's re- it's really hard. It's a male dominated industry where it's like really hard to break in. You have to create your own opportunities and all this other stuff. Yeah, is that something right. that you've found to be true or is or have you had a bit of a different experience from it? Um, yes and no because uh, I have a stunt performing background so I've got to meet all of the stunt coordinators which are mostly male. Um, I know there's an amazing female coordinator in LA which you know I would love to work with her at some stage. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, it is a male-dominated industry so... That's why I wrote the script originally. We wanted to um, give roles to female stunt performers and performers in general. Uh, so it was a heavily female-dominated uh, script. However, when we had to rewrite it, we had to edit out um, a, some of those characters, but there's still quite a heavy female cast. And um, my character will be the lead, um, which is, you know, an, a powerful lead character, uh, which would be great. Do you have to shoot a lot of like a show show real type content to go and get these bigger jobs in the future? Um, it helps, yeah. So we were originally thinking uh, just the other day that we would shoot a um, a cool bar fight scene with an with a supernatural kind of storyline. Um, we had a videographer that was keen to shoot um, something like that. He had a lot of like breakables, so we could like break glass over people's heads that sort of thing but then we were like well if we're going to spend the money on doing something like this and producing that for our production company how about we make a trailer for the film that we're actually wanting to get picked up so yeah so you've actually got a production company with your business partner that's that's your main thing so you you're hoping to be more the production rather than 
just the actor or just the stunt woman. So you got the producing rights to these things as well. Yeah, well, we had to create that um, for the script that we're writing. So we had to register that and... Um, to, to protect your IP, you mean? So you can protect your IP and stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, we've registered the script itself um, to be copyrighted um, with American Writers Guild uh, West. Um, so we did that just the other day. Um, but yeah, we're also starting to like produce a few things, and um, yeah, so we had to create the the production company. Yeah. The is have you got any? I mean, like if I was going to be a, a stump man, I wouldn't even know where to start. How do you, because it sounds to me though that you have to put up a hell of a lot of money in this game to even get started. So, like, yeah. if someone's listening to this and they think, do you know what? I've always I've been doing some crazy shit since I was a kid, and I want to just go. I want to try this stunt thing. Yeah. How do you even get started, and and how do you even get something put together so that you're in the position where you can go and do these stunts, or you can practice, or like, what is what what is the barrier to entry with it? Because I really don't know. That's literally the first thing that I'll tell anyone that goes, oh, how do you get into stunts? Like that looks really cool. Um, it probably costs about you know twenty to. 50 grand if you want to be a fully graded stunt performer you can do it cheaply um but it just you know by the time you pay for classes um courses you have to do a defensive driving course you have to do high falls from 40 feet um there's uh you have to do your either scuba diving ticket or bronze medallion um, you have to have background in um, either in body control, so that's either like gymnastics or fighting, um, and you can pass on like car work or horse work. So, yeah, wow. there's a lot of training wow. involved, and it's definitely very costly. Um, it was a lot of fun for me, so that was cool. And, you know, it can pay off. Um, it's definitely harder in Australia to get full-time work as a stunt performer. So that's, that was another thing that kind of got me into acting as well. Um, to, give you, to give yourself a means to earn a living throughout the year. Because obviously if you're yeah. not doing – if you're only doing like 12 stunts a year but you're doing 30, 40 acting jobs, then it's, it kind of means that, you know, at least you can earn some money from, from all those things together. Yeah, exactly. Until you can just do – until you're just that high-paid stunt performer where you're getting paid this much for one once a year, you know? Yeah, that's great. Exactly. And like – you know, you could you could get really lucky and you could get uh, 30 days on set and get like 30 grand on a big paying job. Um, so, you know, it could pay off on one big job. I'm yet to get that big job, but, you you're on your way to doing it, aren't you? You're yeah. on, your way, you're on your way. You have to be in the game to be at oh, the definitely. party. So you're definitely, you're fully qualified You've obviously you've obviously got a lot of experience now under your belt compared to when you started. Yeah, and like, uh, and you're in and you're in a, you're in a market where there's not going to be many like good looking blonde uh, stunt women. Like it's not like it's not like they're, they're common. I don't know many. Yeah, that's right. And and it's been like it's been a lot easier to get the um, doubling jobs, like doubling actresses and that sort of thing because of it. Yeah. So but as soon as they open the borders, helpful. I think I think you'll find you'll be getting a lot of those double jobs because. There's not. You think about the blonde women that act in films. A lot of them will not be able to do their own stunts. Oh yeah, it's actually quite funny because like uh, some actors think that they can, um, but they just don't have that body control to be able to do it. Like some are some are great, um, but a lot of them they're more intellectual people uh, rather than uh, athletic. 
I want you to talk me one by one through the stunts because I'm really interested in these in these stunts. Yeah. So like let's let's start. You talked about falling from forty feet. How do you prepare to fall from forty feet? Um, well, it was a lot easier for me because I'm not afraid of heights at all. So uh, that's one thing. <laughs> but also, I mean, even myself, like that's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Like you get up to the top of that tower and you look down and you're like, okay, I'm about to jump off. Um, and you jump off with no harness or nothing, right? No harness, yeah. It's just you jumping into an, and landing in an airbag. Mostly on sets, they uh, you'll land in box rigs. So it's a whole heap of boxes set up um, with a mat underneath to break your fall. Um, but does, yeah, it, so, does it hurt though? Uh, no, more like it's better going to an airbag than to a box rig. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you've got to land correctly and you've got to know how to do that properly. So um, yeah, there's some great training at um, a stunt gym on the Gold Coast and you can go from um, 10 feet to 20 feet to 30 feet yeah, to 40 yeah, feet. Yeah. So you can build up and you can do all the different types of falls, which is like getting shot in the head and falling forwards or um, getting oh, kicked yeah, in the I'd, stomach I'd, I'd, and I'd falling d- backwards. I like. didn't even think about that. I was just yeah. thinking about, <laughs> I thought you had to just be qualified to fall off the thing, but you're now you're saying you have to know yes, all these it. different moves to fall <laughs> off it. Fuck, so, I, didn't, I didn't even yeah, think about that. Like you train and like, you know, f- just falling and then you're like, oh, okay, on set, I'm going to have like, you know, maybe four beats of fight Corey before I fall off the building. So it just definitely adds that bit more to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So you want it to come naturally. So then, then you're saying about some dangerous driving course, like just, is that just where you like doing, you teach you how to be like a, like a top gear type driver where (laughs) where you're doing all these skids and, and you've got to learn all that. Yeah. I suppose that, that, that little part of stunt, being a stunt driver though, like that that is a special a niche. niche. That's a bit yeah. niche, isn't it? So um, to get graded, you just have to do the basic defensive driving, which you know it's it's not that complicated. Um, you just go out on to like Mount Cotton, and they'll take you through like you know um, a bit of drifting and that sort of thing. Um, but to be a defensive driver, you'd really have to do that a lot. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself. You know the defensive I'm, driver. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't do driving stunts. I recently, you know, drove a cop car and skidded um, to stop, but like that's the extent that I would do. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do anything crazy. I've done like in training, I've like done like reverse 180s and stuff like that, which is quite basic. But yeah, not a precision driver. I, I, I don't know how to do a reverse 180, yeah. and a lot of people I know don't even know how to parallel park. Like, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So you're like, oh yeah, I do a reverse one eighty. It's quite, it's quite common, you know. It's easy. And I'm not sitting here like, what the what? That doesn't sound easy to me. I wouldn't even know which way to spin the wheel to do a reverse one eighty. Like, do you know what I mean? I've got no idea. I love so, that. And you would, you would encounter a lot of like drivers that you know. Um, I don't want to be, um, <laughs> you know, in surface. There's, yeah, 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 there's yeah, a yeah. lot of um, different, yeah, 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 different yeah. drivers I out see, here. I, I see. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of you get nation- what I'm down. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of nationalities of drivers in in where where we live. Yeah, and there's certain types of nationalities of drivers where we live that perhaps shouldn't even have a driving license. That's but right, we, or should maybe do the sit the test again once they get yeah, here. Yeah, well, I, I, I think the road rules are different. This is a good thing to talk about, right? If you're coming to someone else's backyard, and but but you but you know that 
Well, I, but it, this is just my opinion. But like, if you're coming to someone else's backyard, I I had to learn what Australian culture is like. Even because England and Australia are totally different. Even though we speak, we we don't even speak the same language. We don't really yeah. because you've got your sayings and and your meanings and all this stuff. And we've oh got, yeah, I love we've it. We've got like, to, we've bollocks. Got, yeah, that's like, my favorite. Yeah, like bollocks. Like, you're, you're talking bollocks. So fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. That's, that's, that's what we say. I love like when. Uh, English people swear because it just it still sounds polite and it's yeah. just, oh, it's like, so fuck good. off yeah it's like, <laughs> you know? I'm like okay yeah you're like okay sure. I'll just I will just fuck off then yeah do you know what I mean like because it's because so, we there is a bit of etiquette with it but it's just the way that we say it I mean it, we, you can make the the naughtiest word sound the uh, sound quite polite if you say it in, in certain English t- terminology yeah so good but what I was saying was the fact that you know if you come to someone else's backyard you have to learn their culture learn their language learn and adapt to their ways because you've just moved yourself to theirs which is what I had to do as an English person coming here yeah when you come here as a as a foreign national like I'm a foreign national and you don't speak the language I think you should learn the like learn to speak English obviously in but in yeah. the Australian way and you should also learn the, <laughs> the rules of the road That's because, true. because yeah. if you drive on a different side and your driver license is where you go to where you go to somewhere and you just pay for it and then you come here and you start crashing into shit there's a problem there isn't there that's right I mean it's like if you go to like say China and they literally will stop on a highway to let someone cross the road like that's their rules like if I'm there I guess I will do that like you know (laughs) (laughs) it sounds dangerous to me but I guess you know you adapt to where you go and same as like heavily religious countries you've got to they expect you to adapt to them yeah and and, and and we've got and I'm not I've got no prejudice towards any culture or anything like that just if you're going to drive on someone else's roads at least have the decency to learn (laughs) to learn their way of driving or to learn the rules of the road and to learn that you cannot drive forward on a green arrow you can't drive straight on on a green (laughs) arrow because there's nothing nothing winds me up about more than that is when people like drive across a free four lanes of traffic scary yeah yeah i've seen Lit, right so i've seen the tram in the gold coast get hit three times by a car oh my god every time the people that have hit the car are from the same place like in terms of <laughs> like the same we're not gonna say it <laughs> like, but you all know it yeah, 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 yeah. they're all they're from the, yeah. they come from the same country yeah like they, they, they speak the same language i'm like well, why you, you can't do that like it just every i if you got me statistics and laid it out for me, I'm telling you now, it would all say the same thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, I agree with you. So right? funny. And like when I went to LA, you should always drive on the opposite side of the road, which is easier said than done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not turn onto another road and drive onto the other side. Yeah. So <laughs> the, should... the natural side for me from Australia so, so you, um, so you... into oncoming um, semi-trailer. Did you? Did you? You did that. You're, you're literally cursing people's driving here. You've done that. How? Hey, don't judge me until you go there and drive. It's hey, whack. Hey, it's hey. whack there's driving a lot of, on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, no, I do, but there's and a lot, lot of judgment here because you, I know, I know, I just, I know what just, I just said. You just cut, you don't just, judge me. You just, you just cussed out. You just cussed yeah. out like you know Would English people. myself. English people, Welsh people, foreign people, and, yeah. and, and the next thing you yeah, know, yeah, I should have done some, um, <laughs> some driving lessons there. So, so, so can 
can you no, talk it, us? Can you uh, talk us through so this crash? It, no, I don't know. I didn't crash. No, I, it was just a moment. So I came off the highway, and um, when you go to turn right, say onto another road, um, that's when I think you're like, oh, do you know what shit. This sounds, do you know what this sounds like to me? Sounds like you're in the wrong. Mate, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I challenge you to go there and drive yeah, yeah, on the other side of the yeah, road. Yeah, I don't and, and that's the that's another thing with precision uh, precision drivers. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, they are expected to be able to drive like fucking champions on the other side of the road as well. And that's insane to me. Like, yeah, because yeah. you can't do it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> But like, no. My, only, my, my okay, fuck off up. is way more politer than your fuck off. That was <laughs> oh, a proper. Sorry, I should be like, fuck off. No, fuck you should off, be, Frankie. No, you should be like, fuck off. Fuck off, Frankie. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have a cup of tea and a, a wee bicky later. Oh, is that, yeah, is that yeah, English yeah, enough? Yeah, Not quite. Right. There's a little bit. <laughs> I need of Sco- to get into character there's a, li- first. there's a little bit of Scottish in there as well. We'll work on your English accent later. <laughs> that would be great, actually. Yeah, Give we'll me an we'll English tutorial. But uh, but if I ever get an English role, I know who to come to. Well, yeah, because you, if you want to learn, well, yeah, you might. If you want to learn upper class in English, I'm sure that I can, I can uh, definitely speak that way when I need to speak yes. that way. And if you want to learn Brixton, then I'll teach you that as well. Like that would be great. Well, you, yeah. I'll come here and we'll sit down and have a cup of tea and a wee bicky. <laughs> that wasn't it. I know. <laughs> Don't judge me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll do. do we'll do, do a do lesson so, after this. So actually, let's just do this, right? Let's just do this because I. I wasn't okay. expecting to do this, but, <laughs> but I think we should do it. it sounds fun. All right, right, here we go. You don't even know what we're going to do yet. No. I reckon, as you are an actress now, we test your accents on oh the podcast. God. So, oh no, no. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a really bad idea. This is, this is a bad idea, but a good idea at the same time. I love random stuff. Right, let's go. Gosh. Let's go. Let's go. Well, um, say like an uh, American accent audition, I would literally uh, prep for that for probably the week prior if i can at least a good hour right. and that do you know what that sounds like to me guys sounds hey, like it, sounds like excuses <laughs> you're an actress going from this aussie accent to <laughs> yeah but you're an actress yeah, and, and, that's um, right right you practice you ready i'm ready right, okay okay let's talk about let's do uh let's do um a woman who so let's do like uh, coyote ugly type type character you know you know the girl, you know you know like the oh it's been a few years so like the Watch red that. so like the redneck american let's do that oh god nah <laughs> i'm not doing that right now <laughs> all right let's just let's just I'll try practice and i'll come back to you let's next try week. american let's try american do american <laughs> oh okay you can't throw me under the bus like this <laughs> um, it's not under the bus it's, right, it's, well, it's, give it's, me a sentence a sentence a sentence okay a sentence um now I don't know sentences like like well, in terms of what's what, what we'll just talk about what's what's being an acting in America. Um, I the funniest things that I found uh, people to say over there. Uh, my friend was like, um, "Can you get get your yoga mat out of the trunk of my car?" And I was okay, like, "Okay, okay, okay. What? Can, can you can <laughs> you trunk what? Can you get the yoga mat out of the trunk of your car? Go on." And, <laughs> Oh, I really need to prep for this. You gave me no notice. You're yeah, throwing me under the bus. No, here. no, I'm not throwing under the okay. bus. This, this is this is this is this is like we we we. There's going to be some Hollywood director listening to this podcast. <laughs> it's probably about two years after we recorded it, and she's like, "I need this. I need this Australian girl to do this thing, oh, gosh, but I just need okay. her to be able to say, 
can you get the trunk can you get my <laughs> yoga mat out the trunk so i'm having a great time filming this podcast with you frankie um this has been a lot of fun and i hope that everyone listening to this podcast is enjoying it uh, if there's anything that we can do to spice it up, let us know. Comment in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing outrageous. Make sure it's all PG. There you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. There That's you go. my unwarmed uh, up American accent. I won't. I won't. I won't. Um, and I did put you on the spot, so it's not really fair. And I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like you want to stab me. And I don't know whether it's like Alana a, never gets an American accent. Yeah, <laughs> Audition yeah, ever now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, no, if you're listening, guys, she she needs to be like fully prepped for this. So like, I it's my fault. That was that <laughs> right, was. Right now, give me your American accent. I can't do American accent. Come on. You throwing me under the bus. At least come back with something. You do realise I used to be a top stuntman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I still need to hear I, that. I can, I so can't, I can't you're hired for an American um, stunt performing. You're hired for an American production. Yeah, okay. You have to shoot someone and then say, and then say something what? really corny. Like, Shall I give you my best British now. accent? Shall I do my best British accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear American. Yeah, right. American, American, American. Um, can you tell me how an American does an accent again? I don't know. <laughs> I find it like it's really good it's, to it's get y'all. yourself into character by watching something. So yeah. if it's general American and you watch a general American show, and then you can. There's really, a lot of pressure in yeah. this because I when you switched that on me, you know, I felt a lot of pressure in this. <laughs> you know, I'm not used to. Right. I'm like, Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. I get it now. I get it. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll stop okay. that. We'll stop come on, that. Come yeah. on, come yeah, on. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, I know you're still waiting for it. I'm but not I gonna. Sit, I'm I not gonna move past this until you do. So I've got. I've got. Nof- I've got nothing. I've got nothing on the American accent. <laughs> I've got zero <laughs> zip. Nothing. If it's Nada. funny, everyone's just gonna laugh. Yeah, I know. Everyone's just gonna laugh. But like, I just. I don't even know what what they say in, in America. Give me an American line. Then give me the line. Give me the line. Um. I'll do it. Just. I just yeah. need the line. I just don't know what to say. Um. How about? Can you throw that rubbish in the trash can? And that's the, and that's the female way. How does the man say it? <laughs> like the same, but in a man voice. <laughs> really? No, no, that's very like that's very because I I can do the female. I reckon I can do the female. Can you throw the rubbish in the trash can? Like that's, that's the female. <laughs> that's the best. Oh my god! I can do the female way. But it's listen, like, listen can you throw the rubbish in this. the trash can? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Can you throw the rubbish in the trash can? I don't know. I don't, I'm just having oh, a yeah. go. Just, uh, it's my podcast. I'm just having a go, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it, it, it's funny, like, uh, when I was in America, there was certain words that they would really pick up on, um, like, certain words that you would say, and they'd be like, oh, you're an Aussie. So, like, if you yeah. were to say no over there, they're like, oh, you say no weird. So, Americans say no, like, no. They'll, like, emphasize the a W no. on the end that isn't there. It's like no, right. no, no, or now. Um, so so much to that. so much to um. And all is like really with your whole uh, like all y'all y'all as well. Yeah, y'all. yeah, yeah. There's so much to think about when you when you break when, with what you're doing. It's so diverse, isn't it? You got you got your script writing. Well, that's a that's like that's like writing War and Peace, and then trying to trying to get it into a, into a, into something that works. Yeah. And then obviously, like you you got to make sure that every minute is accounted for. You know, you imagine trying to screenwrite. Um, what's that one with Tom, what's that famous war movie with Tom Hanks in it? It's really good. Oh yeah. Um, um, I was just talking about this the other day. 
you imagine trying to screenwrite that saving private ryan yes that's right him, yeah. you, sh- you imagine screenwriting saving private ryan that's like that's like 230 200 260 pages yeah just pure crazy. oh yes the best um advice that i was given um while script writing was make sure you're writing each scene make sure each scene is getting to your overall goal so it's always driving forwards um to your overall goal so, so, so you don't put any fluff or filler in there yeah it's so all take about out anything that's irrelevant to driving the plot point forward and that actually was the best advice i was given and it's so good can you just tell me the structure of because apparently i mean don't quote me on this because i could be completely fucking wrong but apparently all hollywood films follow the same the same um the same process in terms of like Basically. There's a, there's a hero. There's, there's a someone that there's meets a hero. A, there's an antagonist, and then meets um, meets a guide, and then he guides them along the journey. And then yeah, can you, well, can you explain more about the that. Basic the basic um, structure is there's a hero, there's an antagonist, um, there's someone that's working to an overall goal, and they have to overcome that. Overcome these obstacles. That's overcome right. Overcome yeah. the obstacle, like the main big one, and achieve their obstacle in the end. So that's the basic stri- uh, script writing structure. Uh, very basic but um yeah when we wrote ours because we hadn't done any script writing before um we wrote ours with a whole heap of different characters it wasn't really following one particular character which is very outside the box like so that was the feedback that we had from um from the writer producer so he's like audience wants to follow they unless it's going to be a series the audience wants to follow like one to two people so 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 let me ask you a question then when you look at a series like Suits, right? I would say in a series like Suits, have you seen Suits? Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. So Mike would be the main character then, would he? Because he's he's the main guy that's like faked being a lawyer, but then he's being a lawyer. Yeah, he's. But the then you got then you got other people like uh, what's his name? Um, the the other the guy that the guy that's like the lawyer what, that the hires quite, him. Yeah, the lawyer that hires him, the yeah. suave looking guy, and then you've got like the principal and all this. How does something like that get structured then in terms of script writing to make sure that because they're, they're all key characters yeah. to me. To be honest, I don't actually know. Like to write, we've been given feedback that perhaps ours because we have so much going on perhaps it should be a series but i don't even know yeah, how to write yeah, a series i'm yeah. like i don't know that's beyond me like yeah i would definitely so have much to have... so much in it when you th- when you strip it back from what you see on yeah. netflix or what you see on a series there's so series? much so much to it and some series are so incredible that they'll have like a twist that's set up from day dot that is paid off at the very end and i'm just like that's talent like um, but obviously they have massive writing teams behind them. So yeah, yeah when you get um, to that stage, you have writing teams that are having meetings all the time. And yeah, you think of some of the great series that we've had in the last ten years. You've got you got Sons of Anarchy. It was a great series. You've got Prison Break that went on for like ever, but it was always interesting. Um, you got like a there's like Band of Brothers was a war war film. It was that was like ten part series. There's so much stuff that's gone on, like even like Ricky Gervais writing Afterlife. I mean, if you watch that, it's, it's an unbelievable series for like a comedy, for like a comedy that's dark, dark humor, dark English humor. It's yeah, great. It's, it's a great series, man. Oh. It just amazes me what goes into all that stuff. Best English movie, The Inbetweeners. So you good. love that, yeah, you <laughs> love that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I you can, don't? I, 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 yeah, Do you no, think no. most English people don't like it? Is no, it kind of no, like no? I, I love it. Driven no. up Eng- English, for the Eng- English people love it. Yeah, but we ju- we just the t- t- right. So the in between is is very good. The series was epic. The first film was good, but when they did the in between as the Australian version, that was shit. Like right. in terms of in terms of like most English people were like, well, that was that's that's kind of. Typical, uh, the one that I was in. <laughs> you were in that? It just as a like an extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't in the main acting scene, though, were you? No, no, no. <laughs> but it was like it, the reason why it was shit was because it was not, it, it was not out there enough. It's yeah. Not, it, in, English people are very much like in your face, say what they say, what they want to say, cheeky, offend you. This is this is how we are. We just yeah. like that. Like, so good. there wasn't enough offensive stuff in it for me. I was like, come on, man, if you're oh, going to do it, like, it down a lot. do it. Mm. Yeah, you, they, they tapered it down too much, and it's just like it's annoying how they do that. Like, even with say, if you see an Aussie in an American film, the Aussie accent will be so intense, and I'm like, we don't speak like that. Yeah, but they're yeah, just yeah. trying to sell it as a Aussie, yeah. and I think that they have yeah. to put it Cause on. Because like, because like, like Steve Irwin, Aussie, like good day, that little dingo. Like that's not that's not the that's general. Not, that's not the Australian. Gen, not really, no. Because no. most Australians live in like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and this and the other. The Australians, the the, the 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 what the world sees as a general Australian accent is an Australian accent that's probably held by like about four, back. four or five million, six million of the population. Yeah, the other twenty million don't hold an accent like that. That's right. Yeah. So it's like it's it's crazy, isn't it? How yeah. how that's how that's the accent, but it's not really predicated on the fact of what the accent truly is. Yeah. So it's like Strange. it's like everyone thinks that in England he's like, Oh hello Jeeves, like you know what I mean. <laughs> everyone thinks like you're a posh you've got this posh um accent where it's more my accent that I've got is probably more like generic most of I mean the accent changes in the UK every thirty miles. So it's like it's different but it's more like the the normal accent. I've got the most n- the normal down like south neutral yeah the yeah. most neutral down south kind of accent yeah as soon as you nice. go north past well anywhere past birmingham it's like yeah bro there's lots of different lots of it's different it's funny how it changes so yeah, much over yeah, there like yeah. yeah there's a lot of yeah. different types of you got, english accents you've got like liverpool it's like hey 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 scouse now like talk real quick like like that yeah <laughs> that's 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 how a scouse oh, talks i want to go there so bad just to witness all of this yeah honestly if if, if me if, here's the thing and right you don't understand you you know how you go for, you drive from here to to like a uh, Coffs Harbour and it take you like three or four hours, right? Yeah. Well, you've just driven from 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 where I live in the south until Newcastle. You know, so you, you the you've picked you've got like fifty accents between there and there. Yeah, wow. Like fifty different types of types of dialects, fifty different ways to say things. So and, interesting. And as an English person. You have to understand how to, to how what they what they mean in a different location when they're comp- speaking. A cons- it's a different English. Yeah, so true. See, I, you know what's funny? Like, I can understand most accents quite easily, but Irish men when they're drunk, <laughs> I'm like, I think you're speaking another language. I cannot the, understand anything. The, just uh, God, as we're doing accents, it's your turn. 
no, no, do, no, do, no. Do, do, the, do the Irish guy talk, chatting up Alana in a bar accent. Oh God, no. You do it because you'd be you'd be more fresh with that. I I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think. What, get, tell me what they say. Oh, I don't even know. Because um, obviously it's happened a few times. That's why you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in general, like yeah. if you're out having drinks with Irish men, like when they get carried away telling a story, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. get so into it, and I'm the, like, I just don't know what you're saying. To be sure, Patrick. To be sure, like yeah, you know, and it, it like dogs. I'll fight you for five years. Like, that's, 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 that's how they go. Like they probably get proper deep, deep, deep into it. Don't they? Deep. Yeah. Deep set. No, no accents. I definitely, I definitely suggest definitely. if you want to. Perform Perfect accents that act in to go to the UK because you will have the most you'll be the most diverse Australian stunt woman with accents that's ever lived because yeah you because you, there's there's so many there's like there's nowhere in the world that has that many accents I don't think well usually they do mostly like uh say if it's an American film it'll be general American accents so they'll usually just do the one I mean sometimes they'll cast for like a Boston accent but I think that's 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 rarer than like yeah. most of the time it's just like a general American accent so yeah. I'd say it's the same with like English films I don't know maybe like The Witcher and um, Lord of the Rings I think um, most of the time it's just like a general English accent like a proper accent um, or but they'll cast different people and if they have the different accent like if someone has an Irish accent I think they'll, they'll still cast them in the show and it won't matter and it's, just tell me answer me this question then if if we're if we're talking, say ten years from now, yeah, and we're looking back on your career, right? You've perfected your accents. You've done all your stunt stuff. What kind of films have you starred in? You- I would definitely love to star in some action films, but I do personally with watching films I do love a good comedy and I actually really like acting in comedy stuff that's like it's fun for me um I could see you in something like Shallow How yeah I would love to do like okay this would be another dream role for me like a comedy film um similar to Couples Retreat like in a beautiful um island paradise um a comedy some like funny comedic actors like that would just be like that would just be so much fun that'd be cool yeah no it's wicked yeah but I'd, i i could see you doing doing the comedies well i think comedies would suit you like a comedy actress you know that doesn't take herself too seriously yeah can, can do all these little versatile things I you know like, accidentally falls off yeah. a few bridges like <laughs> here and there as a funny funny for, little stunt yeah but not 46 feet only 40 because that's all we're qualified for that's it <laughs> so if yeah. you can if you can just for the people at home obviously that want to follow you want to reach out to you about like all this acting and stunt stuff do you want to drop your instagram and all your links to your websites and stuff like that yeah for sure and your um, show reel my instagram is ilana collins i-l-a-n-a collins um i've also got like a stunt woman uh stunt woman ilana is my stunt woman instagram and an actress one as well but you, if you follow at Ilana Collins I-L-A-N-A you'll find all of them you'll and my website them. link is there with my showreels and all of that and so. we'll we'll put all those links in, in the content and that and if there was one thing that you know you could leave this podcast with uh, and one piece of information where you know that if if, you, if it was the last thing that you could say to the world what would it be? Um be kind to everyone you meet. You never know what they're going through. And 
you know, do your bit in the world, like try and be um, environmentally friendly. You know, I support the vegan lifestyle because that's good for the environment. It's also good for your health. Um, It prevents diseases and that sort of thing. Um, Yeah, just do your bit. Clean up. Don't litter. Um, don't throw your Macca's bags on the ground. It's a disgusting habit. <laughs> who does Who does that though? Oh, who does I that? see it all the time. I live in Crumb and Valley, and they're just everywhere. I, I'm like, how? I, I, who does I, this? If, you, if you've ever, if you go, if you Google Crumb and Valley, and wherever you are in the world, Google Crumb and Valley right now, and think to yourself, how the hell could I leave my Macca's bag? I know McDonald's, Mackey D's in the UK. How could you leave your bag on the beach there, like, and and feel good about yourself? Crazy. Like, but but again, that goes to that that says to me if someone if someone litters and someone puts stuff down, that 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 tells you where they are as a person in life. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's there's some, true. They haven't learned yet. So they haven't learned yet, and also there's there must be something going on because most people that are conscious of themselves wouldn't necessarily do that do you know what i mean yeah so like so i think i think i think that i think i think there's a bit there's some work to be done there do you know yeah, what i mean that's, right. that's the nicest way i've probably put that yeah so I'm pretty definitely. Happy with that. i like that and uh thank you very much for coming on the podcast yeah, and no i hope you've had a great time and that's yeah awesome. much love that interesting see you later guys ciao ciao don't forget to subscribe to the frankie lee podcast